0: Hey, you. Yes, sir, ma'am. Stop what you're doing. Because right now, you need to be listening to Business SOS. Yep, Business Stories of Success, where we interview successful business owners for successful business owners. How do they make it happen? How do they keep it going? Join us with your host and business advisor, Mark Adams. Hello, hello, hello. This is Mark Adams with uh, MCA Certified Tax Preparer, but I'm here with Maria Rini, who is a real estate broker with the Welcome Home team at RE-MAX. You're listening to our podcast, Business Stories of Success, and I'm really geeked because I know Marina, Maria personally, and I'm excited to have you join us. So welcome, Maria. Thank How you, are Mark. You?
1: I'm very well. Thanks.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'm just so glad because... You know, when I was thinking about who I can invite, a lot of people I know, a lot of people I don't know who who are starting to do our podcast, but the ones that I know, I get really excited because I know that they have success and I've seen the way you've built it, at least from my point of view, from the outsider's point of view. It'd be nice for our listeners to understand how you define success and how you build it. So I'm excited. Thanks for giving me a few minutes today. I'm delighted. So let's get started. Let me ask you uh, our first general question. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What's your business? What role do you play?
1: Uh, So uh, my name is Maria Rini and I'm a real estate broker and I run a team. uh, My husband is my partner. We have been selling homes for 26 years. We have a full-time administrative assistant uh, who we call our client care manager. Her name is Judy Wong and she's a desk jockey. She's, she's the in-house making everything happen person. And we also have another uh, younger agent on the team, Corey Waters and he's licensed in New York and New Jersey. He's a uh, real estate agent as opposed to a broker. And, um, I guess that's that's the uh, Reader's Digest version.
0: Okay, so now you you you're um you said you're a husband and you are partnering, right? Husband-wife combination. Mm, tried that with my wife. Mm. No, it's, sometimes you get these challenges, but that's cool because you guys make it work. And we've actually, I know you've worked with some of my friends even and helped them, and they work with both of you as well. So, what's your role specifically in the business?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm uh, the team leader. I have. Responsibility for kind of the vision for the business and the the overall operation of the business. And I'm the rainmaker. Okay. Gotta get the business. That's that's my primary job.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now I'm digging digress. We have our set of questions we always have, but when I hear some owners drop new terms that we might not have heard on the podcast before, I just kind of have to ask. You use the phrase rainmaker. Can you just give us a little bit about what a rainmaker is?
1: Yeah. So any business, uh, any business needs to do a great job for its clients, customers, whatever, but you can't do a great job for your clients and customers if you don't have any. So somebody's got to go make sure your sales pipeline is full. You've got to have, clientele or you don't have a business and my job is to make sure we've got a steady stream of people that we can service
0: wow awesome awesome that is a uh, that term rainmaker i learned that several years ago and i was like man that's what i want to be the rainmaker oftentimes when we're in business we're so busy just doing the tasks that we forget that there needs to be somebody who's making it rain so yeah whatever. and
1: I, I was thinking about this um Mark, you know, in anticipation of meeting with you today, there is a book called The E-Myth Revisited, written by a man named Michael Gerber. It's a nice short read. It's written in story form, so it's very digestible. And I had read it many years ago. And the message in the book is that there are many facets to a business and you, Can't do all of them. You've got to have some kind of um, assignment of duties within the business. So, in us running a team, my uh, my primary job, as I said, is to fill that pipeline with future clients. And uh, Rich, you know, my husband, his primary job is to make sure that those clients are very well taken care of, every facet of their transaction. What you might think more of as, in some sense, a traditional realtor's role, so his, uh, where I will identify the client, meet with the client, come up with the marketing plan for their home, um, you know, decide what we need to do and how the home is to be priced Rich will then carry out that game plan and I can move on to focusing on the overall plan for the next uh, client. And then Judy supports Rich in that she is the master of the paperwork and compliance and everything that has to happen online, making sure that the marketing channels are all open and the the, uh, properties are being publicized in the right places. uh, Corey does all our videography, so his we're, we're uh, virtual tours and uh, right now virtual open houses come into play. He, you know, we determine what has to happen. Corey's the guy in the field doing that. He's managing the buyers that are that are uh, visiting the properties. So we've all got a different uh, role on the team, and then we have other service partners that we work with. Uh, you know, not full-time employees on the team, if you will, but uh, people that we rely on for things like marketing, staging, other facets of the business where they're they're, um, uh, service partners in the sense that they service our clients. Uh, We rely on them because they do a great job. and um, But these are things that everybody functions in their own space so that we can bring all these, the the best of all these different elements to bear on the client. And we're not, um, jack of all trades, master of none.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now you, you dropped a whole lot of jewels. Sorry. (laughs) No, that's what, that's what this is all about. This is all about helping people to understand what success is and what it takes to get there and, and that vision. And so you know, your business sounds like that well-oiled machine that can make success possible if you if you set it up the right way. You can make it prolific. You can make it. You can get there a lot faster. So I'm glad you dropped that on us. The book you mentioned, the E Myth, amazing book. I read that book, um, I guess last year, and it, it changed so much about even me. And I've been in business now for almost 20 years. I'm like, oh my goodness, had I known that back then? So yeah. you know, applying those principles, I, you. You know, it it, you can see how your business can just grow and flourish and you can you can do whatever you want with it because you've already identified how to to make it scalable and and still not be overwhelming. So your 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 layout is awesome. If there's a real estate agent or broker who's listening to this right now, they're like, Man, I need to write notes because that's how you make it powerful. I like that. So thank you for that. I'm gonna
1: Yeah, but I'm coming at it from here, not from you know, 15 years ago when I'm I was crying because I had it wrong and I was overwhelmed and I and I was pulling my hair out. You know, it's uh it's hindsight that has given me some of this perspective.
0: So. absolutely. And that's why we interview, right? <laughs> you know, somebody who's starting their brokerage today, they might not be as well versed. So it it definitely is something, you know, you you've you mentioned a lot of points, but what I talk about all the time with my clients is not to be focused on working in the business but working on the business, right? And if you can step back and start working on the business, now you're gonna start to see success in a different way. So that's awesome. And that's what seems to be the case with you. You figured out a long time ago to start working on the business, not just to go out and sell homes, but to figure out how to do it in such a way that you can grow your pipeline of of business, make sure that they're still service, make sure everything is flowing, everybody has a role. That is how you have a successful business,
1: in my opinion. (laughs) So, But Mark, I didn't do that by myself either. I I had the help of a coach. And I think that that is essential, having somebody else take an outside look at what you're doing. And because sometimes you're just so immersed in working in your business that you can't take that 20,000-foot view. You need somebody else to say, but say for yourself, you know, look at the numbers. You can't do that or that's not sustainable. You're going to need to find uh, a different way of doing that. And mm-hmm. so you do need that outside coaching, mentoring, whatever, somebody to, to help you.
0: Get, get, you know, get What to needs to happen. Absolutely. So now you're jumping all over my question because I have a specific question about coaches. So I want to okay. talk about that a little bit further, but that's cool because um, I, I I wholeheartedly agree. I was in business for a lot of years. I said, I'm oh, not spending no money on no coach. I can... And then I realized, you know, I had gotten my business to here and I just couldn't get past that and I was missing something. So yeah, but we'll get into that. I want to get into that definitely a little bit more as we move down into our discussion. But a little bit more about you because we, we want people to, to find you do you have a website
1: yes so um we call ourselves the welcome home team it's the welcome home team with dashes.com or bergenhouses.com uh both both roads will lead you to us
0: okay all right so let's get that right because every time i do this i think if if it were me and i'm trying to find somebody and i hear it the first time i've forgotten it by now so it's
1: the Welcome. Welcome home. home team. Welcome home, not the. Yeah, no, the. The welcome, the welcome. team. Or, or bergenhouses.com.
0: Bergenhouses.com.
1: Yeah, for Bergen County.
0: All right. Bergen County, New Jersey. Awesome. And what's your business phone number?
1: Uh, easiest way to get me is on my mobile, and that's uh, 201-615-4783.
0: Okay. One more time.
1: 201 615 Four seven
0: eight three. Awesome. Awesome. So now you, you touched on it a little bit, but how long have you been in business?
1: 26 years.
0: So you are a veteran, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They say, um, I think that the, the number is the statistic is 50% of businesses fail within the first five years. Have you ever heard that statistic?
1: Yeah. And, and we've got a, a higher failure rate in, in, uh, real estate. Yeah. It's a very low barrier industry to get into and uh, very easy to get out too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, 26 years, that's, 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 that's amazing. That's phenomenal. Um, so it only makes sense that this question would arise. What makes you an expert in your field?
1: Uh, I decided early on or maybe Rich decided we were dating. and That's how I got into this business. Uh, Yeah. And um, after a year and a half in the business, two years, I was, I uh, wanted to move to a different environment, a more professional environment. And I started interviewing with different companies and Rich said to me, well, Where do you have to end up? You know, we had this discussion about where I was going to move. And he said, well, listen, why don't you just do it now? Because if you can't make it, you should get the hell out. (laughs) I thought to myself, he's right. If I can't, you know, if I'm not going to make it, it, I'm going to make it now or I'm going to go. And uh, I was just bound and determined to make a success out of uh, moving to the industry and being being my own boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. yeah so that's so, cool cool
0: so now let me ask you this question because your husband said if you can't make it now then get out so how do you define success
1: i now i define success very differently than i did back then when i went okay. when i entered the industry i really didn't understand i was opening my own business and what that would entail i didn't even think of myself as going into sales right i was going to consult with people. I was going into real estate. And, and um, I mean, every business owner, I am a business owner and every business owner, their primary job is to sell. I mean, everybody in the company sells at one level or another. Um, But I didn't understand any of that in the beginning. In the beginning, it was just, I was going to make more money in real estate than what I was making before I entered real estate. Okay. That was the only benchmark Um, that my idea of success has morphed over the years. And we have a son, my husband and I have a a son and he plays lacrosse. He's in college now. And the goal was to be able to take time away from our business to support him and, and be at his games and even through high school, to be at his lacrosse games his wrestling matches um, this this was important Family's very important to us and I mean we support people in with their families every day that's what we do it's a, always a quality of life issue you know you're you're, you're moving because of your family right. you know whether that's an individual, a couple or a whole crew of people multi generations um so we so my idea of success kind of morphed into that I want security or my financial security for my family um I wanted to be able to take time away from the business and not have my clients miss a beat in any way be well taken care of even if I was going to be at a lacrosse game all afternoon and um and now I'm looking at The end of my business and gearing up for succession planning you know me retiring eventually and and so success has changed over the years
0: awesome I, i like that because that's what i feel too i think that you know it's called stories of success but it's not like there's this one i hit this mark i'm successful you know it's over now i can just lay down it's it's a it's an evolution, and I'm kind of the same way. When I started my business, I just wanted to make just enough to pay the bills and, you know, eat and stay chunky. And then over time, it was like, okay, well, you know, I, I'm doing okay there, but now what? I don't want to work as long, as many hours. Oh, I would like to be able to have some time off. Quality of life then starts to factor in. And so success is an evolution to me, you know, and we do have plateaus where we, we stop and we say, okay, I did this, you know, but there's still more to be done. So I like that because success is definitely a journey. I I keep saying that all the time. Every time I have these interviews, it seems like I say it's a a journey, not a destination.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: At the same time, I ask you though, do you consider your business to be successful?
1: Yeah, I do. I really do. Um, I mean, here we are in a pandemic, which I mean, nobody could have, envisioned, where we are today at the beginning of the year. Um, I I just mentioned this the other day to somebody. 40 days ago, we were in the healthiest real estate market we've seen in 13 years. Uh, it, you know, that was not so long ago. And I think we'll be back there. But we're in a position where, uh, you know, we're, we're in this place. And despite the fact that all businesses have been so severely affected through this thing. I'm not worried financially that I'm going to survive this. So that's success. That that is. We're going to wait this out. It's a bump in the road, but we'll be okay. I think that's success for a lot of people uh, right now. I,
0: I think it is too. It's ironic. I was just watching the news today and it was a gentleman on who is a real estate, I think, agent in Florida. And he's on food lines right now because you know, he they live from check to check. But to have a business, like you said, especially in this new environment and to say, you know what, I mean, I'm not happy, but I'm not panicking. I, I've built something that is success. I, I completely agree. Now let me ask you this question. How have you made that possible? How have, how have you made yeah. your business success possible?
1: So the last... I think the biggest lesson I learned was in the last big long ugly downturn that we had. So we and again I don't think that this pandemic is going to have that same we think this is like a V-shaped recovery curve yes. instead of that long ugly uh recovery. But when when the last you know our industry the market was moving so quickly and the numbers were going up and we were sloppy about our finances, our personal finances. And when, when it hit, it was a crunch because our cash flow went from 30 days to 90 days, like overnight, and then got even longer. What we learned during that is you need to have significant reserves so that you don't feel that up and down. And, um, and that's that's what we did. We started looking at, and it took a lot of years, Mark. It wasn't to build reserves. You know this. You're a numbers guy. This stuff takes a long time. You put away a little, you know, month in, month out, year in, year out. And then you can survive long-term when you've got this long dry spell. Um, our, you know, we always hope for consistency in what we do, but there are periods of time where it's feast or famine in the real estate industry. So you want to have um, reserves in place and guidelines in place for how you manage your dollars. So if you have this, if you've got a great month, you don't run out and take advantage of the sale at Nordstrom's, you know, or or whatever the case might be, you Mm -hmm. look at that income coming in and a portion needs to be put away for savings. Taxes for (laughs) expenses. I mean, we learned it the hard way, but you know, a check comes in and it gets cut up that way. That's nice, that's
0: That's incredible because you know, that's one of the big things that I see with clients that I work with. Um, Some of them, I mean, they they are multi million dollar companies, but they live penny to penny and it's cash flow management, so you know. All of these things kind of inspired me to talk to business owners to learn how to, what mistakes to avoid, and things of that nature. Uh, and so, in my ebook, I wrote uh, one of the keys to success is to know your numbers, right? Understand your profit margins, understand cash flow, and that way you can start to set aside business and personal reserves because nothing is this steep incline in life nowhere, right? And so, if you don't budget and know your numbers to say this is how I want to handle the cash when it's good. When it's bad, you're gonna be in trouble. And that's why so many businesses are failing. So you've mastered that, it sounds like you know your numbers.
1: I don't know. I, I do know my numbers. I do know my numbers, but it wasn't it didn't happen overnight and it wasn't easy. And I'm still not, you know, I look at the budget, I have a budget. Um, I review the budget, I might be off budget, but I know what they should what the numbers should be even when I'm off. By a little bit, and I, I know enough that I can look and say, Well, why is that so high? What happened there? And um, so, yeah, under because everything's numbers, right? Everything we do is numbers, and yeah. this goes back to you know, me being the rainmaker, I know how many contacts until I get a lead, how many leads does it take me to get to a close, what's my average. Sales price. What's my average uh, uh, paycheck on a on a sale? So, so ultimately, how many contacts do I need to make to get me to where I need to be? Right. at the end of the year. So it's you know um, lead measures and lag measures. Right. The lag is how much you actually how much you actually produce, but the but the lead is how many of those how many contacts are you making? How many, you know, how many people are you touching? How many, how many events are you going to, how many relationships are you cultivating? This is what's important. Because wow. that control, you can't control the other end of it. Like right now, you can't control what's gonna happen in a pandemic. <laughs> Um, who, yeah. who are you telling, right? <laughs> so it,
0: it, it sounds like we talked touched on it a little bit. You talked about mentors. How have mentors and coaches contributed to your success? And just based on our conversation, are you intending to be a mentor?
1: Um, I, I have mentored people in the past, and I'm happy to. I think when you mentor somebody, you are at the top of your game because you've got to polish it up to – to bring it on for somebody else. And, and so I, I think everybody wins when you mentor somebody. Um, you, you know, you've got to be that shiny example, right, when you're a mentor. Um, the, the very early on, well, relatively early on when I got a uh, coach, I, I, I would work with the coach and I was very frustrated Because my husband was not doing the same function that I was. And I learned two things. One, you have a partnership so that you can play to the strengths of each partner. You shouldn't be duplicating the work. You you should be doing A and he should be doing B, right? You, you, You divide and conquer. So that was one. And two, I remember the day the coach said to me, maybe you're the front end and he's the back end. Like you're both not gonna be doing um, client acquisition. You gotta get the clients, he's gotta make sure the service problem. And, and these are our strengths. Rich is uh, much more, I'm more of a driver. He's much more patient and he's more of a facilitator. You know, he's much more uh, uh, patient and he can take a step back and make sure all the pieces are in place. I like to start and finish. I don't like any of that stuff in the middle so we we know where our strengths and weaknesses are and and we complement each other and the, the same with judy she you know um uh, she does not want to be belly to belly with a client her her strength is in researching and figuring different things out making sure the i's are dotted and the t's are crossed that's her domain you know and She's just not wired to be belly-to-belly with people.
0: And And I think that's a good thing. When when you know each person's strength, then you can say, well, you do you, and I'll do me, and we can together create this piece. And a lot of times, you know, I think that's what a good coach does. I work with a client, and it's like a family. So it's brothers, and each one has different strengths. And, you know, obviously, they're looking at what they do, and, what, and this one does to do this, we're trying to identify this is, strength, this is your strength, this is your strength, this is your strength. Let's plug the holes and make a perfect connection. So a good coach is going to kind of help you to understand that, which you might not understand on your own uh, when you're starting out, right? You just I'm just trying to get stuff done. And so it's like looking yes. at all of the pieces and putting it together that makes it valuable. Sounds like if you're talking succession, you might end up being a coach yourself. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Once <laughs> we'll you have see. the model, it's awesome because you can help people. So on that coaching note, what advice would you give to a new business owner?
1: So I, I I would tell them to read the E-Myth Revisited because it talks about, you know, you're an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, new as a business owner, you're doing everything yourself. You're just trying to get it all done. And you have to, you you can't do it all you can't be the guy behind the counter all day and be taking the 20,000 foot look and be out there looking for new business so there's got to be some kind of division of, of of labor even if you and even if you're allocating your own time to different things but you probably need help in some areas and you shouldn't be afraid to get that help through even it I'm not advocating, oh, let me hire a bunch of people. There are ways to get help without taking, you know, coaching, part-time, hiring companies that have specific functions that that can take one area, like marketing, that can take that off your plate to a large degree and, and just run with it. So that that you can focus your efforts on what you're best at and what you need to do for your business, awesome, so take that remember that you're a business owner, you didn't go into business just to give yourself a job. you've got to look at the whole enchilada and figure out how that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. Um One of the things that I like about the E book that was different for me, and like you know you can be in business for years and be okay. But say, man, if I had, if I had known that, you know, one of the things that they had mentioned was like creating an org chart, you know, so when I work with my clients now, I create an org chart for smaller clients. The org chart has maybe 10 different roles and their name is in every single one. That's, That's okay. Right. That's how we start. But once you understand that there's there are tasks and roles, you can start to plug new names in over time, and that's a smart thing. That's a smart way to structure your business. Structure it for success. Now, as you grow, it'll be a lot less pain. So, yeah, I like I love that piece of
1: advice. Yeah. Um, you you also have to say, you know, you again numbers, right? What what do I want to make? So to make that, how much per mm-hmm. hour do I have to earn? when you, I'm making up numbers here. I want to make a hundred dollars an hour. Let's pretend if there is a function that you can pay somebody $10 or $20 an hour to do, you shouldn't be spending time doing that work or o- overtime when you have the ability because you can't make that hundred if you're spending all your time doing something that for $20 an hour. Right? So it, it's, it's, it's knowing those numbers and picking apart you know taking a hard look at what would it really cost for me to get somebody to work on this virtually maybe um or or part time or whatever
0: absolutely. The case. absolutely reverse engineering your numbers to get to where you want to be, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, so let me ask you this question, which ties into the new business owner. if you could go back to right before you started your business, what advice would you give yourself?
1: um I would. I would uh, tell myself that my primary business is finding the next client, and that's where I need to focus my efforts, having a long-term view, and and, and one of the best ways you can do that, and I don't care what your business is, is by providing exceptional service, Mm -hmm. right? So if I provide you exceptional service, you're going to feel compelled to refer me to somebody else. Yes. And so my business is going to grow. So when you, when you have a client, you want to take incredible care of that client that's only going to serve your business in filling that sales pipeline and, and reminding that client that you really appreciate any referral that they can give you because that's how your business is going to grow.
0: Absolutely. Cool. Cool. I like that because, um, you know, obviously, we're, what I learned a long time ago, well, one of my coaches taught me, you know, he said, um, What do you do for a living? If you say you're an accountant, you're, you're making a mistake. I sell accounting services, right? And it's a, it's a slight nuance, but it changes things, right? I'm not actually, I don't actually have to do the numbers to provide the service for my client. But the one thing I need to make sure of is that every client is completely satisfied with my service. And so once they're completely satisfied with my service, now I can grow and do other things with other clients. And so that's really critical. And uh, that's that's a piece of advice that maybe if you learn it earlier, then later you'll grow to success even faster.
1: As corollary to that, when we sell people homes, you become intimate, really intimate with them. True of your business too, Mark. You, you need to understand their numbers, why they're there, where they come from. You, you get very close to somebody's uh, business, and in our case, somebody's family. And early on, I would do a great job and then fail to keep in touch with them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that maintaining a long term relationship was important for my business. And it was really leaning into who I was and how, you know, just transparency in what I was doing, because you need to, if you're doing business with somebody, you need to know them, like them and trust them. Right. That's right. That's right. So uh, I didn't, you know, I, you would be, you know, you know, in bed with these people for a couple of months and then, boom, the, 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 you know, the sale would close and that would be the end of it. But Mm -hmm. we're a resource for those people. I've got, now I've got clients from year one in the business that I am still in touch with and still doing business, sometimes second and third generation in their families. I didn't realize, I didn't know early on, very early on, that I needed to structure a system for staying in touch with these people so I could continue to be a resource. Nice. Nice that that i've only mastered in the last 15 years i think you know the first 10 years or so i didn't get that and when i got it, it it you know it's it's one foot in front of the other well how do you do that and you we remind them that we've for example we've got great resources to all kinds of people that we bring to bear in, in a real estate transaction but you're gonna need a painter maybe years down the road or tax services or a contractor, a plumber, a a babysitter, a a nursery school, all kinds of things. Um, And and we, you know, we developed a system for reminding our clients, we're here if you need it, we're happy to to provide you with the resources. Um, We do events for our clients and different events for different segments of our database but again, it's a way of staying in touch with our clientele. Hey, we're i am um, uh, trying to think of one of our recent, and, and we've been doing things virtually. So, for example, in the pandemic, we did a family scavenger hunt for people with small children at home. So, you know, I'd be going nuts if I had kids cooped up in the house over time so we invited people to a sca- zoom scavenger hunt at night and it would be okay go find something with four legs and the kids would run off and then come back to the computer with you know their their cat or their you know their little plastic dinosaur or whatever it was but th- this is just an example of an event that we do for our clients in and in a way that uh we stay in in touch so we do different seminars and then different fun things um, and it. And it's fun for us because we get to see them again. You know, you right. know, people aren't going to move again anytime soon, uh, but we can create that. You know, maintain that relationship, and they've also got top of mind awareness. So if somebody does say, "Hey, we've got to sell our house. Hey, you've got to call my realtor."
0: That's right. That's right. That's absolutely correct. And you have a so now you have a welcome home community. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's, that's, that's awesome. right. Awesome.
0: So, um, I think we're running up on the last couple of minutes. So I just wanted to ask you one question, which I don't think I asked you. Um, usually we do like a weekly vibe session, but I'm going to, I'm not going to ask you that question because I, I want this one more. What is the single most important quality you think is required to be a successful business owner? Great. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, you, you've got to, uh, you know, discipline. you got to get your butt out of bed in the morning and and get up and get on it and stick to that routine and monitor those numbers and do the stuff you don't want to do day in and day out. You know, one foot in front of the other or you're not going to make it. it. It doesn't come easy. And... You can't be undisciplined if you're a business owner. You know, you've got, I mean, we're in a pandemic. I still get up at five o'clock. I I do my reading. I organize my day. I exercise. I hit the phones. I mean, I still maintain that discipline. And uh, and not so easy some days, but you can't uh, give yourself the luxury of, of not being focused. You- nice, nice.
0: Thank you very much. I love that answer. Uh, one of my other podcasts, someone said grit too, but yeah, discipline because some days it's not easy. But when you're your own boss, if you're gonna have success, you gotta hold yourself accountable and you've got to do the, the tasks that yeah. make you successful. Awesome. Well, I wanna thank you so much, Maria. Uh, we appreciate your time. I think you gave us a lot of valuable information. If you're a real estate agent, a broker, they need to, to put this in their archives and look at this every so often, because if they want to be successful, they can follow the pattern that you said. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we look forward to hearing more about your future successes.
1: Thanks, Mark.
0: Did you like that interview? Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Business SOS. And please drop a comment, like us, and share if you are a successful business owner and would like to be considered for an entity, visit us at businesssospodcast.com. Fill out our form and we'll reach out to you. Our next story of success will be in two weeks. Don't forget to tune.